hit it, hit it, hit it, hit it, get 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 it, show them girls, right? We're in basic bitch mode right now, dude. Batch. Yeah, I just got back from I just got back from TJ's. I was listening to Lizzo. Man, I'm just vibing right now. Let's go. You caught a vibe. I did catch a vibe. <laughs> it was way oh. too catchy. Well, we are here and we are not serious right now, but we have fun story time. Ooh, fun story Ooh, time. Fun story Pray time. Pray tell, Neil. Well, I think you're up first. Okay, I'll go first. Because I sure, 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 sure. I've been waiting to hear this for hours now since you told me earlier. All so. right. So uh, so I'm working in the ED right now, not the erectile dysfunction. I'm working in the emergency oh, department. Oh, you made that hospital. joke. I wanted to make that joke. Yeah, I know you Okay. Did. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm working in the ED. Um, basically, uh, I'm going to tell, the, I'm gonna tell the, the patient story first so I can get to the punchline. Uh, the name of the story is Kablamo McYeah, bro. Title, not, a, not up for negotiation. Uh, so this patient comes in. He's an older dude who was in a skilled nursing facility. His Foley catheter, that's like the catheter that goes down your pee hole, got blocked. A nurse had removed it when he was at home and uh, he just started bleeding out of his dick and he was in like immense pain. And this is an old dude who's got like dementia. He's had a stroke in the past. So he's not like all there, but he's also tatted from like the neck down to the feet. So he's like, he looks hard as fuck. And he is just cussing up a storm and he's just bleeding out of his schwans, you know? Um, long story short, you know, we do the, we do all the, all the medical stuff. We end up putting another catheter back in and blah, blah, blah. I'm telling, I'm, I'm relaying this patient presentation to uh, my clerkship director today. And she goes, wow, I'm surprised that you guys got another nurse to put a Foley cath in. And I, what I, what my mouth said before my brain checked in was, uh, <laughs> was yeah we had a lot of different champions step up to i guess put excalibur back in the stone and then i just blinked and i was like did i just fucking say that out loud <laughs> yes wait what was her reaction because that's she amazing laughed. she laughed oh thank god <laughs> thank god she was a, not one, one of my, those one of my homies uh who's also in like my group was i could see his face on teams and he was trying not to laugh so hard and he just kept <laughs> blinking. he was just like that mix between he I just did laugh, it, but fucking keep it together, bro. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, uh, oh, 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 I realized I have another story. I have two stories. Wow, look at you doubling up. Yes, because we're talking about well. semi medical things. This is semi medical. So at the gym today, mm-hmm. work I opened, and I usually never. So I'm usually never working there in the mornings. There's a guy that's there Monday through Friday and uh, he's fully blind. And I've been told that the people, the wellness, the people who I've been told mm-hmm. that we help him and guide him through from like machine to machine. And he's working out. Okay. And that's like, nice. usually they're pretty hands off and he's pretty self-sufficient. He's done this for a long time. And so I made that assumption. And I've been worrying about this in my head just a little bit for the longest time, knowing like the time's going to come. And I'm like, I hope I don't do anything to hurt him or like, just like have him fall on his ass. Yeah. Well, today is one of those days. Oh, and no. we turned the corner and we're walking through and it, there's good. just a rogue banana peel on the ground. <laughs> yes. And there was a sound effect from Mario Kart too at the exact same time. <laughs> but right when we're going, he just suddenly veers off to the right. 
And I'm trying to tell him, like, stop, stop. And he goes and just goes leg first into the rack. Oh, no. And I was like, this is everything that I was scared about happening happened. Oh no! And everything dude. was good from there out. And I was like, okay, was I'm putting okay? my hands on you now and actually physically guiding you because I'm not going to ruin this. Yeah, it was a moment of like freak out and concern, but oh, it was man. a moment. It was like 10 seconds. It's okay. like, ow, ow, you're supposed to tell me. I was like, shit, I'm sorry, man. I'm like, uh, I oh, felt so bad. Yeah, no, uh, I feel you. Yeah, so that was fun. Poor dude. <laughs> poor you. The rest poor of our shift was great, but poor guy. We had some good conversations. It was all good. So it's all good. Mm-hmm. Um, he just had a big swelling shin. Yeah. Yeah. And he went actually on the treadmill after, which I was very impressed about because I struggle with gait if with my eyes closed. So the dude is blind and went 30 minutes on the treadmill. Like, good for you, man. Yeah. He's probably been blind for a while. <laughs> His brain's yeah. probably adapted to it. Yes. Good point. So. <laughs> Um, this is a totally separate story. It's actually not a part two. Story two. We know that I've encountered people from my previous soul lives many, many times these past few years. So there's one girl who's basically had every sort of relationship possible. And we've just been knowing each other for a long, long time. And she has crazy ass insights for me. And they always just come randomly out of the blue. Mm -hmm. And so she gave me a random dream that came out of the blue. Mm -hmm. And it's the most fucking like... If we know Neil as a character in this life, it is that to the very max. And in this dream, we were at a public indoor swimming pool. Okay. And I started doing some crazy ass shit. I strap on some rollerblades. I hop in the pool and start skating through the pool. And And I just like do circles and there's water in it. Yeah. I'm skating through the water. (laughs) And then I get out of the pool and I skate around the deck and skate around the pool and then hop back in the pool and skate around. And I'm just fucking doing my thing. I've personally (laughs) seen you do this like 1990s inline skater Jesus. (laughs) We're getting to that part. (laughs) Not really, but Uh, yeah. And then she struggles getting out of it. And um, another girl. Pops in another woman who's been there with me in several lives too and starts coaching her through it. And is like, yeah, like this is actually, and I tell her like, this is actually part of a program that I'm creating about using your inner strength. And she starts coaching her through this of how to tap into her heart and her inner strength and to bring it forward. And she gets her way out of the pool. I end up talking to the person who I think is this other woman. Mm-hmm. And I tell her about this dream and how I'm just like dying over this image of me skating. It's like, yeah, I see myself in like denim jorts and like the backwards hat still. I'm just like fucking totally vibing out, doing my own thing. Mm-hmm. And we both like, dude, I have this image of you and it's hilarious. And we both have the same exact image. And it's me like skating around in circles and like Daisy Duke denims with like bright neon colors in my head. I'm like spinning around singing Miley Cyrus. Oh, just jamming. (laughs) I'm just imagining like one of those neon orange hats, you know? Mm. Like that, or like a neon peach, you know what I mean? Like that kind of neon peach. You talking about my butt? Yes. It is neon. I call I call it that neon on peach. <laughs> well, that's actually this is that's a I, honestly that story. Yes, I'm so glad it's a good segue. This next one. All right. Um, so this is also kind of just like a goofy brief story from the emergency department. We were walking from um, one part of like the the ER all the way to like across this other part, 
And uh, we had to get there quick. And I was like, damn it, man, our only problem right now is that we don't have Heelys. And my attending goes like, I actually had Heelys in residency. I was like, no, you didn't, bro. He's like, yeah, I did. Like we had to park uh, a mile away from, from uh, the hospital. So all the residents got like Heelys and Razor scooters. And I was like, be honest, man. And the scribe is walking with us and she's like watching us have this conversation. And I'm like, be honest, your Razor scooter had a wheelie bar in it, didn't it? He's like, you bet it did. And I was like, I bet you whacked yourself in the shin with it all the time, didn't you? He's like, you know, I did. <laughs> yes. That's amazing. Okay. I got one more short story on, on that. Uh, this is tangents into, I was fat boy in middle, in middle school. I was fat boy in elementary school, chub mm-hmm. kid. And I hated running funny i hated running and i was always like last in in our laps and i would um at points bribe people to stay back with me and like just run in the back so i wasn't alone <laughs> you told me and that I'd bribe yeah. lychee jellies but the other part of this i also had heelys so there was times when we'd be running on the cement instead of the grass and i would just sneak in some healy time just to make it easier so i wouldn't have to actually run and lose my breath <laughs> biggest fat boy move ever and i felt like such a champ and it was uh, there's only there's only two fat boys that would pull that move it's a it's a fat it's a little fat white boy with a bowl cut or it's a fat asian guy let's go with maybe a bowl cut who also starts to slurp some lychee jellies along, along the way. Uh, did you ever During have PE. a bowl cut? <laughs> I didn't, but I had something just as fucking horrendous and amazing. And I just had like a marshmallow fro. So oh. like my hair was just super puffy and I didn't wash it. I didn't put much shampoo in it. And I always tried to avoid it when my parents would make me. So it just like was this dense ball. Oh, you're a gross <laughs> little kid, weren't you? Yeah. Eh, no, I was fairly <laughs> clean, but I was also really messy. I couldn't, I would never eat chocolate. My parents wouldn't let me because I'd just get it all over my shirt. Mm. Yeah. Like my shirts, white shirts were never clean. I, you know, I believe that because I've, I've seen the amount of water that's on the sink after you leave the bathroom. Like, <laughs> like I've had girlfriends that, that have put less water on the sink after. They leave the bathroom. That's a true thing. Uh, I don't know how or why that happens. And I always leave the bathroom, especially like back in the day when I was bigger. So I'd have like my gut and the gut would like pick up that water. So it was always just like water stain on the bottom of my shirt on the lower stomach. Bro, you're <laughs> it's a house. thing. This was, I think, maybe the last time you were at my house. And uh, <laughs> you're just like, I'm going to go wash my face. And I'm thinking, yeah. oh no, where's my ore? <laughs> Like it's under the couch. My water bill is about to go up $50. My couch is about to start floating through the living room. I'm going to have to row us out of here. I, I, and I can't believe you never said anything to until now. It's funny. It's funny. I don't actually care. No, no I mean, my, just like to brought it up as, as a joke. <laughs> my last couple of exes like used to just get water all over the bathroom. And I'm like, why is there so much water in the bathroom? And she was like, it's like a, ba- it's a bathroom. Like I shower in there, you know, I you know, wash my face. And I'm like, yeah, in the sink and in the shower. Like, why is there water? Why is, why all is over there the water floor? on the floor and the counter? Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, that was my experience. Like two girlfriends and Neil have <laughs> got my bathroom soaking wet. Are we sure this is an ED story? Eyebrows, eyebrows. <laughs> wink, wink. Not too um, much. All right. Yeah. So, so, so anyway, what are we actually talking about today? Cause I think we just to- told stories for like seven minutes. I think that's great. Well, we did something and we are going to share that. So I pulled a little birthday card for you birthday for your zatuariness. There we go. Or as you, you put it, um, we're, uh, we're in white girl target world right now, right? <laughs> yes. We are in white girl target world right now. Let's do it, man. <laughs> Let's which, go. Which for me is honestly just target world. <laughs> <laughs> which is actually just my life in general. So uh, <laughs> we're both basic as F. 
All right, folks. So I'm going to go in and I'm going to, I'm going to read this to my, uh, to myself and we're going to get into, uh, I guess some of the high points here and we're just going to discuss them. We're going to reflect on all things Zachary. All righty folks. So I just went ahead and read the card or the description for the card that Neil pulled for me. Uh, what he pulled for me was a card called balance or temperance, basically. Um, the, you know, the writings, it would, they were very environmentally focused, but I think what I really thought of when I saw the card balance was the idea of work-life balance, really, or just kind of the balance between, well, yeah, I mean, for me in particular, work-life balance, not just like work-life, I guess like work-life balance in regards to um, the mentality that it takes for me to be a physician versus who I am in my walking day-to-day life. Um, And I bring a lot of myself into work, but there's a lot of me that I have to temper, frankly. You know, there's a lot of me that I have to uh, not set aside, but just kind of, well, I guess, yeah, like set aside for for a time. So that's kind of what comes up for me. You know, that's really interesting is that kind of ties into your little oof at work this morning where you made that joke Mm -hmm. because it's basically exactly what that is like it's it's actually less of the tempering and more so you allowing something that's you to come out in an environment where you've Mm -hmm. had to restrict that a little bit yeah which you know actually feels more balanced you know one thing that i'll say like since i've been working in the er Uh is that i've like been vibing with the physicians a lot there we've all been it's been a very relaxed isn't the right word because obviously we'll be sitting there in the doctor's room and then some shit will go off and we'll have to like all run out there and deal with stuff. But uh, when we're not with patients, we like, I'm joking more with these physicians than I probably joke with anybody else. I mean, doing fake accents and like, you know, fucking with each other and just like, you know, it's just pulling each other's chains and shit like that. So um, yeah, it's just felt more balanced than probably anything so far. I just imagine you with a big old like fake mustache and doing a Borat <laughs> just cause <laughs> I love that man. Um, I'm going to say this as well. One of the things that stuck out to me looking this for you was uh, quote blending or merging the inner world with the higher consciousness. And I think that's one of the things we know for you and like your life's work. And this is really like so much spiritual expansion. Right, you're you're really going into a lot of spiritual magic and bringing it into, you know, physical life. And I think we can see like that's also maybe something that's happening to you on a personal level. You're, you're bringing, like, I don't want to say ego, but like the ego self blending with the true self to really just become like who Zach actually is. And part of me thinks like this is also like yeah, like very aligned with you stepping into year two of this blah 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 of this saturn return saturn return there you go yeah finishing off the sentence for me yeah (laughs) there's this interesting concept that paul selig's guides channel or talk about which is they call it the braiding of the will and it's Mm -hmm. the braiding of the higher will with the the will of the ego or the small self or however you want to phrase it uh and it's i guess the idea that you're not necessarily you know the i whatever what's the what's the quote Uh, I mean, I didn't grow up religious, but it's the idea of thy will, not mine be done, but 
rewritten in a way that is less dismissive of the small self, right? Because it's not something you can do away with. Rather, the it, it's almost like the small self starts to like the things that the the higher self begins to value. I'm really not articulate today, but does that make sense? Yeah, and now I understand that. And it's funny, I started, I saw an image. <laughs> And it was actually what I described to you before we hopped back on, where I saw the word fusion and we just kind of played out that Dragon Ball scene where they like Mm -hmm. two people basically like touch their fingers and they're fusing uh, (laughs) together, becoming one. And Mm -hmm. I just had an image of like Zach and Zach and like Soul Zach and Egoic Zach fusing into one just like present being Zach, (laughs) which is like exactly what we're talking about. Yeah, you know, the interesting thing since I've read the braiding of the wills concept a couple of years back. And as we grow, as we age and, and things like that, and as we put intention towards our growth, I have noticed the way that my personality has changed and the things that I value and the things that I enjoy. And it never feels like maybe I shouldn't say never, it almost never feels like uh I am making a decision that is soulful, but it feels like a bummer to me where I'm like, Oh, this can suck. So I have to be a goody two shoes or whatever. It's usually like I'm making a decision and I feel like a really deep sense of satisfaction. I feel a really deep sense of integrity and commitment. And I don't know, just like all these, all these really, really good virtuous things. And I just feel really good about it and I enjoy it most of the time. So I think it's kind of cool the way that happens, the way that your, your tastes and your preferences change to become more aligned to something higher. And the thing that's cool too, and I think this is something we've both been coming on recently is just how easy it is and how natural it is. Like this is something that just naturally begins to happen. Whereas the things where we really have like forced work into are so much more difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We were talking a little bit yesterday about the idea of forcing things versus kind of going with the flow. Yeah. There are plenty of moments though, where I will say it feels difficult just because you're in an emotionally tough spot at the time. And you're like, mm-hmm. Oh, when is this ever going to be over? Blah, blah, blah. The answer is never right. <laughs> mm-hmm. the, the, the journey can always continues. Um, <laughs> I have this image in my mind of fucking Gandalf falling off the bridge. <laughs> it's like, it's like the opening of the third ep- of the, the third movie. And he's like still, or the second movie, he's like, just like still falling. Like, years later he's like still falling and fighting the demon you know it's just like when the fuck is this fall going to be over and the answer is never free falling love i swear we i sang that like two episodes ago did i did we did we nope i sang that for some reason somehow like within the last week so (laughs) or i'm just having some crazy deja vu yeah man you've been 90s jamming without me i mean pardon the usa also so Mm. Mm-hmm. I've been listening to that song when I work out. I've been on a, a total vibe. <laughs> uh, like workout jams. It's either like we're in just total hard, like rap metal mode, or then we're just bopping to jams. One or the other. Yeah. There's no in between. That's it. <laughs> See fusion. But I am curious, this idea of balance if you think about the intention, does that come up for any other parts of your life right now? But we haven't consciously talked about or thought about. Um, yeah. I mean, nothing incredibly interesting, but yeah, there are other areas where it comes up, you know, like 
types of exercise and stuff like that. You know, I was going to go, I was going to do yoga today and kind of keep it chill, but now that I'm all caffeinated, I want to go squat, you know, just that kind of stuff, right? Like being balanced, you know, there's work I need to get done today that I really, really don't want to do. So, (laughs) you know, those types of things, just mundane life, which of course, you know, mundane life is where the most growth happens. So you pulled a beautiful card for me and it is the starting fresh card. And it says a wonderful new beginning is blossoming in my life. And as we know, that is actually exactly what the fuck has been going on for my life. (laughs) So (laughs) that's what I was feeling like since, you know, we had Neil Vember and what I was saying then was like, it just feels like I'm, I've completed this whole first part of my life and I'm moving into the life that I'm actually meant to have to the person I'm actually meant to be and all these things. And I think a good little story because we're in story mode that shows that, um, you know, I'm, I'm in this place where I'm building in my men's program and really stepping deeply into this work. And a lot of what I'm doing is less and less spiritual and significantly more emotional. And that's, that's still there. That's a foundation mm-hmm. of who I am, but there's a separation from spirit in a way that it was before. And, Last week, there was a day when we get a deep clean of the crib, and I was like, you know, I'm just going to reorganize my room. I've been wanting to do this for a while now. This feels like the right time to do it. And as I was moving my altar to a little different part of my room, as on my crystals, my like guru, Swami guru pictures, and like all these things that I you know, really honor. And when I was moving him, that guru picture fell down and broke and shattered. And... <clears throat> Yeah, it was that throat right there. That picture fell down and shattered. And I was like, shit, it's time to let this go. It's like, okay, I'm going to do something really special and like really honor this part of me. And I felt it immediately. It was like, no, you're fucking not. It's going straight in the trash and you're letting it go. I was like, no, I don't want to do that. I'm like, fuck, okay, I got to do it. So I just threw the, threw the fuck away. And the next day, and this fall, this next weekend was probably the hardest weekend I've ever had in a long time. And I said words to myself that I've never said before. And I said, I just feel broken. And it was the toughest day I've had. And it was the start of this, this fresh start. It was really what I felt was a big release of this big part of me, all this stuff within me and creating space for this if we talk about your card and your message like this fusion this authentic with deeper truer part of me to really fill up this part of myself my being my body my consciousness and that's where i'm at man like it's it's really you know I, i went into december with this thought of like i don't know who i am anymore and i'm really letting go of any preconceived notions any identities that i've created over the last year and i'm just gonna let it all unfold and this has just been happening over and over and over. And I've been drawn to things like cleaning out my room, clearing out my closets, clearing out all my books. And like, I deleted every post off my Instagram. Like all these things have just like ended up on their own, leading me to a fresh start. Oh, wow. They really like cleaning house. So. Cleaning soul. <laughs> yeah. Cleaning soul. So the thing that uh, stuck out to me was when you when you talked about the the self-talk over the weekend and saying that to yourself for the first time, does hitting that emotional, that emotional bottom, is that something where you hit it and then you go, 
now I have mo- like, fuck this. I'm done with this. Um, so it's time to move on. And now then you kind of get this motivation to alchemize or to move on. Like how, so how did that, how did, I guess what I'm asking in my super jumbled way is how did you ramp up out of that? Or what did ramping up out of that look like? Cause it sounds like you snapped back fairly quickly. You were one of those like, yep. <laughs> Wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube man. Phil Dunphy's. Yeah. Yes, he always does that. So what transitioned? Yeah, I kicked out of it pretty fast, but I think the most important thing in that breakdown and brokenness uh, was a fire was built. And mm-hmm. that's one of the things that I messaged you. I was like, dude, I'm like pissed off. Like I'm, angry and I'm pissed off at this part of myself. I'm pissed off at this thing within society and collective. I'm angry. And the one thing I knew too, is I just, I wasn't, it wasn't something to release. It was something just to allow to simmer. And what I had realized was this is the intention I'd set about a month or so ago, where I was really starting to build this solar plexus energy, this fire. Mm -hmm. And that's really what came out of this experience. And I knew I had to just sit with these emotions and be with them and feel them. I really had to go deep and feel these things, let myself cry and go through the whole fucking process. And then Monday morning came around after this rough weekend and I woke up and I felt energized and I felt alive and I felt fresh and actually been on thinking of like what I've been doing this week. I've been on a roll on the things and things that are new that I'm building that I just haven't been able to put energy into for the last few weeks. So there was nothing I really actually had to intentionally do other than just create the space for myself to just fully be with what was coming up. Mm -hmm. What that reminds me of, or this whole kind of process reminds me of this Mm -hmm. moment I had I think it was maybe the day or the day before I was leaving my folks uh, to go and come back here and, you know, get back into work and everything like that after my, my vacation. And I was thinking about how I felt so unreactive to some things that had been problems for me for a long time. And I just had this moment where I, I said to myself something along, along the lines of like, I'm fucking bored with that drama. You know, like I'm just bored of, ha- of that being a problem. So I'm done with it. And that was pretty much it. <laughs> like I, I just was like, okay, I'm bored. I'm done. Like I don't, I, I, I'm no longer addicted to the drama of this problem. So I'm moving on. And that was pretty much it. It was an interesting moment. And that's kind of what that reminds me of where you're saying like, oh, I don't need, I didn't need to like force myself to do anything. I just felt this way. Then I was just done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. There was no drama of it all. Mm-hmm. But one of the things I'm finding interesting too, this is our equal parallel opposites where we walk the path together in our own way. And sometimes it's completely opposite, but you know, you're, you're getting in this place of peace and this reactivity is just finding its balance. And for me, I'm finally allowing myself to become reactive to things. And that's one of the things I've been catching, like not mm-hmm. in a, I'm angry and I'm like getting triggered by everything sort of way, but like I'm naturally having reactivity to things and feeling some like anger towards something or annoyance of something things that were never there before when i was in that you know like buddhist surrender kneel Mm -hmm. phase of (laughs) everything and um 
yeah, it's actually been really cool. But it's also from a place where I'm like, I, I, you know, haven't gone through all the things I've done. It's not this big emotional overwhelm, but like, oh yeah, this is I'm pissed off. And I'm, I'm like, cool with that and I'm okay with that. And it's still really grounded at the same time. Mm. So it feels like controlled fire. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like a controlled burn, like yeah. you would do in a forest, right? So that things don't end up burning out of control, right? Like I'm going to, mm. I'm going to take the reins on this heat. And uh, that card though, actually, one of the things I was noticing, it was like it, in the image of this card that you pulled, it's a yin yang and there is a sun and a fire. And then there's like moon and water. And I actually had this thought a few nights ago, like I, this week has been a really big week of like me doing a lot more yoga than I have the past few weeks. Mm. I've really been turning it up on just workouts and, you know, going, going a little broy. Um, and I just had that full awareness, like, yeah, I'm building this fire and it's more important for me as I'm doing this to also really honor and anchor into this water, to the emotions, the flow, mm. to the softness, to the feminine, because that's always going to be the thing and the thing that allows me to ground and have this energy and fire come up in a good manner to be controlled. In so, it is, so it is kind of a balance as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, one of the, you know, when you were talking about that, it actually reminded me of one of the things that I am finding balance in. And it's actually, I think just maybe a more in depth way of describing what I was talking about earlier, which is, this balance of the of the more serious side of my personality and the more playful side of my personality is the thing I, what I was really trying to get at, um, <laughs> which was such a struggle to just say, you know, but yeah, essentially, I'll have these moments where uh, when I'm not in a serious situation, I feel very serious because I'm just in that mode. I'm just feeling stoic. I'm not feeling talkative. I'm just feeling quiet, contemplative, or just like I want to get shit done or whatever. And sometimes I'll judge myself and be like, oh, you need to be more fun and playful. And then sometimes I'll be fun and playful in situations that I think require more seriousness. And I'll be like, dude, you're so immature. You need to grow up. Like you, you're acting like a child. You need to, you know, be a man. You need to fucking step up to the plate. And it's so funny. Um, just that, it's like, oh, I, I want this quality, but like the way that I want it, you know, and <laughs> not the way that it happens. Um, so hearing you talk about that made me reflect on that. I want this quality the way I want it, not the way it's actually meant to be. <laughs> the way I want it and when I want it. Yeah. Now, I want it now. It's my money and I want it now. <laughs> okay. That's a commercial. That probably I, the yep, only person you can. Okay. Thank God you recognize <laughs> that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, man, that's really interesting. And it's just so funny to see the ways that we try to like control these aspects of us. And, you know, the intention that you and I have been working on recently is just like really surrendering to the now and what is and not sh- and letting go of that. Mm-hmm. And all this magic is starting to happen. <laughs> it's, it's what's interesting is I think John Marlin would probably talk about the two different ways to be in that present moment from the polarity of masculine and feminine. I think he would say that the the feminine way to be in that space would be to allow your body to be the vehicle for those emotions. So if you're feeling angry, like, you know, letting yourself, whatever, throw a fit, like stomp your feet, get frustrated, like <sighs> sigh, you know, just be, just be that emotion to really embody it. And the masculine polarity of that same thing, which is still being with the emotion is being present and just being in a state of pure observation. 
um, being aware of the moment and trying what he would say is resting as consciousness, but really just kind of the way that I do it is become aware of the emotion and then become aware of the fact that I am aware or become aware of the part of me that is aware of that emotion. And it's kind of turning awareness back on itself. And from that point, you're still with the present moment. You're still with the emotion in a different way. Um, And both of them are equally as necessary. It's just about choosing the right time for each of them. (laughs) Like I can't be stomping my feet in the hospital. Right. But, (laughs) but there are certain times when it's necessary. (laughs) Yeah, doc, exactly. (laughs) Nobody likes that guy. That's what I was thinking too. I was like, I was thinking about this. Like, yeah, like, yeah, I'm, I'm really this one. I don't do as much of the consciousness. Like, no, I do both. I was like, oh yeah, I, I do both. I need both. Both certain. Everybody does to some, do. to some extent. It's right? just about allowing yourself to use the one that's needed in that moment. Mm-hmm. So, did you also know John Wyman's dropping a book? Dude, he's been talking about dropping a book for like four years. It's coming in June. He, he talks about it on every podcast he's on. <laughs> Finally, it's coming. <laughs> That's what she said. Finally, it's coming. Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. Oh, yeah. And I think that's the beautiful balance that we just exhibited, man. Like, fun story time, deep emotional truth, dick joke. (laughs) Dick dick joke. (laughs) And I am so appreciative of that because I need that. And that's actually one of my intentions, too. Um, You know, grew up fucking... 40 years old from the point I came out of the womb. So, and there's always, <laughs> yeah, you came child. out of the womb balding and then you ended up growing hair. Benjamin button, baby. That's what we do. <laughs> it's too much genetics. It's Asian blood. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm focusing on allowing myself to play more. And that's a choice. I can't, I have to allow myself to play more. Just because there's a part of me that really wants to. And it's like, okay, no, you're going to, you're going to play more. You're going to let go. Like, no, 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 no. Fucking force myself into that, but if I feel this, like, oh yeah, I do want you right now. Okay, cool. And that's really it, right? it's just not forcing yourself into anything, right? Just yeah. being, just being where you are, and just being okay with it. Um, and like, oh, you know, everyone around me is like making jokes. Maybe I should be making jokes. It's like, oh, why don't I just be the observer? Like, things are more, you know, playfulness, joking needs an audience. Otherwise, it's not as fun. Right. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, this doesn't need, this situation doesn't need another big voice or like you're being really playful and everyone's being all serious. Like sometimes that's necessary. Like sometimes Mm -hmm. you need to lighten the mood a little bit. Oh, you're such a magic gift for that for me. I totally interrupted that, but (laughs) (laughs) it was something I was thinking about. I'm going to call me a magic gift. Like no, no worries about the interruption. (laughs) I was actually talking about your ass. Ah, she, yeah. I was going to say like the magic beanstalk, but then I was like, no, nah, I'm too short to be a magic beanstalk, but I'm I could be a magic bean. I'm a magic rice patty. <laughs> hey man. <laughs> it's funny. You said, you mentioned the Benjamin button thing. I was talking, I made a Benjamin button joke yesterday. So I was like at a coffee shop down the street from my place. And I'm kind of, I'm like homies with some of the dudes who like work there. I've just been there so many times that I just shoot the shit with them now. And I'm sitting at one of the tables by the counter and, two of the dudes are arguing with one of the other guys and they pull me into the argument. And I was like, dude, I realized that Benjamin, that, that arguments are the Benjamin button of conversations. Like they start mature and then they progressively become less mature as people get more and more worked up versus like normal conversations. Like we're fucking around and then things get more serious, you know? Yeah. That's so (laughs) true. That's such a good catch. 
because you just get all fired up and irrational and like the inner child comes out and you're just like trying to like grab at something and you just like well you're fucking green like okay what (laughs) your mom yeah your mom my favorite (laughs) bro we were talking about like water pollution your mom (laughs) your mom is water pollution (laughs) when she at the public pool she Skating around in denim dizzy shorts and a backwards hat in the public Love pool. It. Love it. I would pay to see it. <laughs> I will do that. Give me the rollerblades and I will do it. I'll probably get kicked out, but that's okay. Probably drown. It's what would, yes. what would and that's okay. You would hop in the pool and roller skates and then you would try and swim and be like, oh shit. I'm trying to be all magical and I just start like choking on water. <laughs> <laughs> trying to swim out of a pool with fucking roller skates on. Uh, Every time you try and kick your feet, not only are they heavy, but the wheels just turn in the water and nothing happens. So if you are still listening and you Venmo us, us enough money, we will do this and record it and send it to you. And, and uh, if, if I Neil die actually, doing it, I request money for my funeral. Well, you thank won't. You. Here's my plan to get you out. Uh, is uh, obviously you, I, I can't swim in and get you. But what I can do is with your donations, uh, uh, Heart Soul Humans, I can string together a rope made entirely of fanny packs. And what I'll do is I'll weight down the furthest most fanny packs so that they sink in the pool. And I'll toss you this line of uh, handmade fanny packs, and then I'll pull you in that way. It'll be the most nineties search and rescue that you've ever seen. You had me like tooth and nail, just waiting to see how the heck you were going to turn that into something. And I was so like, oh, what is this going to be? What's he doing? How's he doing this? What's this like thing he's saying right now? Uh, I really think it would work. I think, I think that would work as a rope. Canvas is pretty strong. What? 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 Nothing. You didn't need to hear what I said anyways. It's okay. okay. Yeah, I didn't. (laughs) Yeah, it's okay. It's going to be edited out anyways. All right. Uh, So yeah, that was one episode. My dog's whimpering. There's a lot going on right now. Much like a fanny pack, let's wrap this up. Just like a fanny pack, we're wrapping it up. Just like the ED, we're wrapping it up. Ha. Ha. It was like a joke in there somewhere. (laughs) Well, this was a fun episode. Thank you guys for enjoying our human side of Heart Soul Human when our brains are not enjoying it and just listening. (laughs) But it was really fun to record. Thanks for sticking it out. I don't know what it means. Thank you. Bye. Uh, Bye.